Now it's time for Inspirational Women, and we meet Raminder Preet Elisa, a certified yoga therapist with a master's degree in psychology. She is also the founder of the Life Skills Yoga Program, and she joins us now to give us really important insights into breathing and our breath, really expressing how breathing correctly, breathing well, is so vital to our good health. Raminder Preeta Lisa, good morning, and thank you ever so greatly for being with us today. Good morning. Thank you so much. You're welcome, and I am so grateful for who you are and what you do in the world and that you are a yoga teacher, a therapist, and you are going to help us this morning and ongoing, uh, but this morning by opening up our awareness more so, maybe, maybe for the first time or maybe... It's going to be like the hundredth time someone hears about breath, but uh, I think there's always something to learn somewhere along the line that we can do this a little bit better. And it's going to, I'm, I'm really so intrigued that we know breath is important, breathing is important, but, but how critical it is. And uh, by watching uh, some of your videos, I, I was really getting that message. So, but tell us, just as we begin this conversation, how critical it is to breathe and in a certain way. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, in the course of any given day, our breathing patterns change with, through our autonomic nervous system. And obviously, you know, it doesn't take a lot of thinking to breathe. You just go by your day and you're breathing. You're, <laughs> you know it because you're walking around. But we're talking here about purposeful breathing, mindful breathing, breathing with a particular intention and purpose. And that's what I teach. And the first type of breathing that I think is most important for people to learn to understand is just this uh, long, deep breathing practice. This is super, super important because as we go through our day, a lot of times we stop breathing and we don't even know it. And that can increase our stress levels. And then the more we increase our stress levels, the more our breath is hindered. So it's kind of a catch-22, right? Mm -hmm. And when these things happen and our stress level is heightened, uh, it really affects us in a multitude of levels, not just with the breath, with mentally with the stress, but physiologically as well. When we're that stressed, we start to, you know, create the types of chemicals in the body that are toxic and so the breathing exercise actually helps us to reverse that process so when we're very stressed you know it's our sympathetic nervous system is running on high gear it's that fight or flight and so like i mentioned you know we produce all sorts of toxins that really help to make us ill they cause inflammation. They affect our immune system. They can stimulate things such as asthma and allergies and arthritis. So what we do with long, deep breathing is we counter the effects of these things in our body, the adrenaline, the cortisol, and we start to produce 
uh, the opposite effect. So we focus, uh, our body then goes when we do the long, deep breathing to parasympathetic nervous system, which calms us. That's the rest and digest. And we then boost hormones that lighten our mood. One of them that I, off the top of my head is GABA, endorphins, serotonin. And the, when we do that, we actually then cause the reverse effect. We strengthen the immune system. We strengthen the nervous system. We strengthen the endocrine system, all the systems of the body. We increase blood flow to the brain, which helps with clarity and focus and our mood. And so it's super, super important. It's really underestimated in today's medical awareness, you know, how much is happening. And the research is out there. And the thing that as you are sharing all of this information about our health and how breathing can really create all this good health. And and I think I understood you to say to also reverse some of the negative things that have been going on in our body. What's so exciting is it's simple. Anybody can do it and it costs zero. It costs our time. But as far as putting any other toxins, people rush to medicines or such things. This is just so simple and basic. It's just something we're born with. Yes. These are what I call life skills that we have not been tapping into. Mm -hmm. And it's time to tap into these skills that are here for us. They're gifts. And, you know, the ancients understood this. And so, so many things, yes, can be helped. Pain is a big one. Um, And as I mentioned, inflammatory diseases, gout, lupus, arthritis, endometriosis, irritable bowel, Alzheimer's. Um, There's a particular meditation, in fact, that helps reverse memory loss that I teach. And so, and it's been promoted by the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention Foundation. So all of this has backing, has scientific backing. And I actually interviewed nine researchers and, and physicians for a documentary that I made, Your Brain, Your Body, Your Breath, The Science of Yoga Therapy. And all these people, wonderful, wonderful experts in the field for over 40 years, have found all the benefits that I'm talking about. Now, let's take this moment to mention your website as well, because there you also have uh, a wealth of videos that we can resort to, we can refer to as a guide and to instruct us, because here we are, you know, up uh, in the Northwest in Washington State, and you're down South in California, and people may be elsewhere in the country listening to this, and we can access those videos at least to help to guide us and instruct us. Yes. Yes. If you go to my website, www.lifeskillsyogaprogram.com, uh, you click on the videos bar and there are free videos. You don't have to register for anything. And you know, they're five, 10, 15 minutes each. And I go through a variety of breathing exercises. I explain 
the physiology and neurology behind chanting. I explained the physiology behind doing mudras, which is finger exercises, and how that you know gives direct access to parts of your brain for, again, clarity, focus, and healing. And also, if you log, if you click onto the resources page, you can see my trailer for the film and how to contact me if you'd like to see it. Perfect. Because I am feeling that this is so essential just in general to each and every one of us for our good health. But it's even more critical as you know, we've come through, I think, I hope the worst part of a pandemic, but there's the lingering stuff that goes on that's causing stress and strain and anxiety, but then just all sorts of other things going on in the world that if we allow ourselves can just totally overwhelm us. So I feel this is that antidote that we all need and then to begin a practice that it's a prevention, a preventive skill. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that's what I really want to promote is that it is a wonderful way to, to prevent issues. It doesn't mean issues may not arise, um, but it does help to prevent such a widespread, uh, you know, arena of, of issues. And, and you can reverse these things. So, yes. And the stress that people feel, you know, if they think, oh, well, that was last week. I was stressed. I'm over it. Well, unless you did something to move that energy through your body, it's still there. And how do we know that it's still there? When we have another stressful or impactful event happen and we're reactive. We're emotionally reactive. That's telling us we haven't healed from maybe some things of the past. That's a significant awareness, an insight into, yes, acknowledging that there are areas that we need to heal. And it, would it be true to say that, you know, there might still be kind of a little bit of that residual there? Or do you feel that with, I would say, good and long-term practice, we can really get to a place that we don't have that reactive? Uh, yes. Kind of, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I come from, you know, uh, I was raised in an abusive background. I was raised in a very anger, toxic, dysfunctional family, like so many of us, right? And I had a lot of anger through my early adulthood that I needed to work through. And this process, this along with the process that I teach, that I integrate spiritual psychology into my program so we can look at what are the beliefs we have about ourselves? Do we have a sense of self-worth? How maybe does our life reflect old injuries? And we can work to heal those. And I use yoga then as a support system for those goals. So you know that you want to release some anger about something great. We'll do a yoga practice that supports that. 
there's a particular practice in the kundalini practice that I teach that's actually called Kriya to remove inner anger. And so that's a wonderful way to start to process without having to go every day and try to figure it out, maybe mentally, but physically releasing it from the cells, releasing it from our breath, releasing it from the organs of the body where it resides. That's why we feel tension in the tummy and we get irritable bowel syndrome. If we have a painful relationship, you know, we've seen where people may have, you know, a heart attack or a stroke because of the stress of something that's going on in their lives. And so this is a wonderful way to start to heal those aspects of ourselves and, uh, and yes, live our best lives moving forward. And I feel tremendously blessed that I've found this practice and this program that I've created. I created because it works for me and maybe it'll work for you. And that I feel is so, so important, so critical to this is that it is your personal experience as opposed to someone who's learned material and doctors, bless their heart for all that they do, they know about a lot of things, but they haven't necessarily lived through it. Here, living through it and know the practices that have worked and have produced these positive life-giving results, I, I think that it's just a huge testament. Thank you. Yes. And and I'm very proud of where I've come from and where I am right now because it's created who I am now. Right. And so that gives us hope and should give us inspiration to know that we can also do this in our own lives. It's making the decision and then doing. Yes. Action. Action. 75% of All healing comes from awareness that a change is desired. The rest is just what you're going to do about it. That, that's a huge step. So here's our opportunity to, to wake up to, to that knowledge and, and then to take the steps. And what I love about these, the breathing practice about doing the yoga is again, uh, it is something we could do simply if we think that uh, we just don't have the resources to go out and get something. It, It doesn't require anything but who we are and, and the decision to do it. Right. And it, like you said, we can all do it. You can't forget your breath at home. You know, you're not going to lose it to, you know, not paying a subscription for it. Right. It's always with you. It's your best friend. Consider it your best friend. You can learn a variety of different techniques for different intentions. As I mentioned, the long, deep breathing for all the wellness that you want. But there's also breath of fire. And I also teach that on my website. Breath of fire is an excellent process if you want to have a little bit more energy in your day. If there's something you want to really be on with, maybe you're going to a meeting and you have a lot to share and 
you want that energy. There's breath of fire that will give you that that little spark that you're you're looking for, as opposed to going to Starbucks for the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so should this be a morning routine? Is that something that you recommend? Perhaps you do upon getting up in the morning. You know, I think morning routines are fabulous, and I definitely have a morning routine. But I haven't always had a morning routine because I'm not a morning person <laughs> by nature. I had to create myself into a morning person. I used to practice in the evenings. That's great, too, because at the end of the day, maybe you have a lot that you've been working through, and, and it's a great way to relax before going to bed. One thing I always tell people is at the very, very least, do a couple, one to three minutes of breath before you even get out of bed. Do some stretches in bed and kind of, you know, move that blood flow through the body, the oxygen. It'll give you, again, that extra clarity and focus. And then maybe a minute or three at the end of the day in bed, same thing. Stretching, breathing, and it'll allow you to sleep so much better um, without everything that you're taking through the day. So I always tell people, you know, whatever works for you. This is your practice. It's your lifestyle you're creating. And so everybody has different rhythms. Um, and so, again, whatever works for you. But, yeah, mornings are great. Evenings are great. Middle of day is great. We all have a lot of fluidity in our uh, schedules more these days since the pandemic. You know, so many of us are working from home. And so... Find something that works for you, that makes you feel good about what you're doing. And not all yoga is physical. Some yoga has to do with maybe spending some time reading inspirational books. That's called, you know, bhakti yoga, the, the, the yoga of wisdom. Uh, there's yana yoga. There's karma yoga. Maybe you have a service that you perform for people or maybe you you know walk dogs and it's something you really enjoy as you're doing it be aware of the service that you're offering and create it as a practice for karma yoga um, there's lots of ways to practice yoga and so in my program I really work with people on their own physicality and adapt postures to meet them where they are to meet their schedule, to meet their lifestyle, to meet their culture, to meet their habits. And so it becomes a truly personalized uh, program. And it's all online. So like you mentioned, if you're in New York, you can still access me. I offer chair yoga. I offer all levels yoga. I offer a private session. I offer my signature program. So whatever works for you. And that is so wonderful. The One of the great values we have of having the Internet is that we're able to connect in this way and access, have access to each other and to a program like this where, yes, we're not in the area where you live and work, but we can still access what is so really fundamental and important in our life. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I find that key. I believe that yoga is for everyone. And so the more accessible I can be and the more accessible I can create my program, then I know that I can help to serve a greater, wider audience of people that may not even think that it's for them. And that's what I'm trying to get across. You don't have to stand on your head. You don't have to do pretzel postures. There's a lot more to yoga than just doing what you see on magazine covers. And to just underscore how it's so important and beneficial to our health. You have worked um, in Los Angeles area hospitals, and you've been working yeah. with patients there, teaching them to breathe in a way that is going to be healing and helpful to them. Yes, I spent seven years in clinical work with cancer centers at four hospitals all over L.A. County for the past 20 plus years, I have been also volunteering my time with a fantastic organization, WeSpark.org, and they offer free online and in-person programs, and I've been with them offering my Zoom program since uh, I was in person before, and I've been doing Zoom now since last year. And I love working with the cancer patients. They really appreciate it. I have served them in doing meditations while they receive their chemotherapy. Or I have worked with them doing a gentle class that is designed just for them and their particular unique circumstances. And this program, working with the cancer patients over the seven-year period is what helped inspire me to really try to understand how and why yoga works in the body, and it inspired my film from that point forward. And it's really been a wonderful opportunity for me, as well as for everyone I've worked with, to learn all the benefits that the practice has for them. So let's take a moment to talk about how we do need to breathe correctly because we probably might default and say, well, of course I'm breathing. I'm, I'm standing here. I'm sitting here. But the fact is we're, we're not breathing in the correct way to be that healing energy that we need in our body. Mm-hmm. Well, and how I teach it always is that we start with the belly. Start moving the belly in and out. And this, I've found, might be a challenge for some people, especially, you know, we don't like to blow up our bellies. We live in a culture where everybody wants to have the six-pack. But this is a good opportunity to kind of let that go (laughs) and really go into that place in your belly, feeling the belly open up like a balloon when you breathe in. And again, this may not be feel natural right now, But it is. It's a process of relearning because all babies, if you notice, breathe with their bellies. You can watch them while they're sleeping and the bellies go up and down. So it's really a process of relearning. The body knows how to do this. We just need to send the intention and direct it 
with mindfulness, inhaling into the belly, inhaling into the ribs, and then lastly, inhaling into the chest so that then you feel the entire torso filling up. Because the truth is most of us only breathe from the top third of our lungs. And so the entire lung is not getting exercised or strengthened. And it can, in many cases, cause a hindrance in terms of how much oxygen is moving through the body. And again, limiting breath creates stress. So if we're not breathing with our whole lungs, we're going to effectively increase our stress anyway throughout the day. So learning to breathe with the entire body, the entire torso, both in and then following that breath out and taking the opportunity to count. How many counts do I breathe in? How many counts do I breathe out? And then working to slowly over time with patience, increasing that. You might start with two or three counts at the beginning. You might go to four or five counts. The most experienced yogis who have been practicing for decades can do what's called the one-minute breath, where you breathe in 20 seconds, you hold the breath for 20 seconds, and you breathe out for 20 seconds. But that takes practice. So I'm not expecting anybody who's listening to be able to do that. But you can move toward it with practice, and it does take practice. That's why we call it a practice, because <laughs> you need practice, just like anything else. You want to get good at piano? You practice every day. You want to get good at driving to get your license? You practice. Everything requires practice if you want to get better at it. And the critical thing here is I think it's so easy to just push aside breath and breathing because, oh, it just happens. But no, you're helping us to realize how critically important and healing it is in our bodies. Yes. And every scientist and every physician that I interviewed for my film states it. Every single one of them comes from that perspective. So there is a lot to be said for it. And anybody who's listening can also look it up themselves. If they want to look up the research, just pull up the PubMed website and there, you know, do a search and you can find for yourself just how much research has been out there. But again, in my film, I I interview all these nine wonderful folks from UCLA, from Harvard, from Carnegie Mellon, um, all these wonderful uh, experts who have found and discovered all this research that I'm sharing with you. That is so incredible. And yes, there is the the documentary, and you said we can access that by contacting you through the website, correct? Yes. If you go to uh, com and you click the resources page, my trailer is there and my personal email address is right underneath. Wonderful. We owe it to ourselves. It's um, 
I keep thinking about how this is something we have within us. And if we do the practice, we can create so much that is good and healthy in our bodies physically, but emotionally and spiritually as well. Yes. You know, really, it's a fabulous way to combat stress and anxiety. You'll re- you can re- it's been found to reverse depression. Um, again, improves memory loss. Uh, actually, reverses memory loss, improving memory, focus, rebuilding parts of the brain that may have been affected by post-traumatic stress disorder or Alzheimer's disease. All so important today. These are all things that I think so many people can relate to. Um, I can't imagine anybody who would not benefit. And I agree. It was a thought that I had prior to our conversation, but just listening to how you have shared this with us, Raminder, I just feel that there's just invaluable resource here and that we just so owe it to ourselves, every single one of us, to really begin the practice of breath. Yoga too, and and you've opened us to the different varieties of yoga that exist that we perhaps don't even realize that we are practicing. Right. Right. Yeah. And so if we just bring awareness to those moments, and bring awareness to our breath, bring awareness of intention to what we're actually doing with our hands, with our feet, with our voices, with the breath, then yes, we are in yoga and we're helping to serve not only whatever it is we're doing, but we're serving ourselves, our bodies, our minds, our spirits. Which is so beautiful and uh, something we, again, really owe ourselves to investigate and hopefully incorporate into our life. Well, I certainly do appreciate you, Raminder Preet Alisa, for all the work that you have done, uh, for what you're providing to us, and for certainly taking time with us this morning. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time with you as well. That brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Raminder Preeta Lisa and Sunday Morning Magazine with Elaine Park. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 1069 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of some open space to focus on breath and breathing and seeing the life change in us. Have a week of the same and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.